a week of release. It's a week of freedom. It's a week where the prison doors are open. It's a week where the bondage is coming out. The chains must be loose. The shackles must come off. The obstacles must be broken. The barriers must be dealt with. The valleys must be filled. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. Today is a resurrected Sunday. And give the Lord a clap of it. And probably it is the greatest event that has ever happened in the history of the universe. That Jesus Christ came on earth and died. So I am going to talk about the power of the resurrection. But then you cannot talk about resurrection without talking about the cause or the reason why God have to institute the resurrection. Are you with me? Yes, uh, you remember I told you that always and forever the vaccine is in the venom. And so when you had a snake bite, the vaccine they use, they use the same snake poison to produce the vaccine. I'm not sure the one you have taken, what they use for, but I'm just telling you that the old vaccines, hallelujah. And so, if you look at the Bible carefully, resurrection was not a plan of God. It was not part of God's plan in the original. If you want to see the mind of God for everything, you have to go to the book of beginnings. And in Genesis, man was not created to die. So, there was no even provision for a resurrection. Hallelujah. So, you can't talk about the resurrection without talking about death. Amen. So, that's where I'm going to start from. Now, it is not the devil that created death. It is God himself. Follow me. Follow me. It is not the devil that created death. It is God himself that created death. The first person that mentioned death was God. But death was not created to kill. So even though death was around, it was not dangerous. It is like, let me put it this way, a bee without a stink. So when the bee is there, and it does, it's the stink of the bee that makes the bee very dangerous. So it's like a, a snake that you have extracted the poison. You can just keep it as a pet. So death was around, but it didn't have power to kill. God introduced death to Adam and said that death is around. He didn't talk, he didn't go to details about death. He just said that in the day you eat this fruit, you will surely die. That means death was around, but it didn't have power to kill. So the power that death got to kill, man is the one that gave it to death. Can I break it down a little bit? So death was not made to kill because death was around. God himself said it. That in the day you eat the food, you will surely die. It means that death is around. But it cannot kill. That means that another thing that gave power or death power to kill is disobedient to God's word. So you have to disobey God's word. To empower death to kill. So actually, the person that gave power, death power to kill is man. Or let me say your first parent, Adam and Eve. So death was around. Assuming Adam did not take the fruit, we will not even know that death has power to kill. Amen. If you don't get this foundation, you will not understand because then the resurrection becomes like a slogan. You just hear that other people are saying it because, listen, 
we have to solve the death problem. Death is the greatest problem of man. Can I say that again? Every man on earth, our greatest problem is death. In fact, the reason why you are wearing masks is the fear of death. Wow. Let me come again. The greatest fear of mankind is death. That is why all religions are built around it. All religions, they are built around death. If you study the religions around, you have to establish a religion. And the religion must have something that to do around with death. Some say that when you die, and it didn't start in our time. It didn't start in our time. Right in Jesus' time. Some of them believe that when you die, and you die through bomb or killing other people, you go to heaven and you get ten virgins. So a lot of religions are built around death. So the greatest fear of man is death. That is why last year you were locked down. If I let me tell you something, where you are sitting now, the environment we are in now, is more dangerous than last year by this time. The environment we are now. Now, last year by this time, there were few people that have coronavirus who have entered Ghana. Now there are more people. And now the, the difference is that last year, because of the fear of death, you were locked in the room. So you're, as you are sitting here, your greatest fear is death. Until we solve the death problem, your fear continues. When you see people are sick and they come and they are suffering, it is not the sickness, they fear sickness that kills. So the greatest fear of man is death. And so we, in the resurrection Sunday, let's solve the death problem. I am trying to attempt to use. That is why Paul said that I might know him and know the power of his resurrection. So what is the date about your resurrection that I need to know? I'm teaching the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? Everybody, your greatest fear is death. Now, much as we all fear, it's unavoidable. Nobody can run away from it. Whether you are rich or poor, no. It has no respect for anybody. The difference is that maybe your tomb will be laid with tiles. Depends on what you have. But, everybody will have to face it. Mm -hmm. Paul talked about it in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. When you go down all the way from, I think, Verse number 51 thereabout. She was talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Behold, I show you a mystery that we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Everybody say change. So assuming right now the trumpet sound, which I'll come back to it, getting to the end of my message. And we have to be raptured. You will still die, but your death will happen in a short time. The reason you have to die is that nobody can go to heaven with this body. Heaven will not accept this body. This is the reason why everybody must be safe. Even Jesus, the body that Mary conceived, that Mary birthed Jesus with, that he grew with that body, he can't take that body to heaven. So Jesus Christ became what the Bible called the first fruit or the firstborn of the resurrection of the dead. It means that when Jesus Christ went to the tomb and came out, he came with a different body. 
except a corn of wheat fall on the ground and die, it abided alone. Oh my goodness. Can I work it? Can I work this thing small? I just want you to get a point. If you get a point, then you will not be afraid of some things. Because the fear of death kills. The fact that you are afraid of death, 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 death will begin to pursue you because death is a spirit. Now let me tell you something. To solve death problem, you must solve the thing that gave death power. Are you getting it? To solve the problem of death, whether you are dead or you are alive, everybody here, to solve the problem of death, you must solve the thing that gave death power. And what gave death power is called sin. In the day you eat this fruit, you will surely die. Adam and Eve ate it by disobeying God. So the first sin is not fornication. The greatest sin is not adultery. Even though it's part of the sin. The greatest sin is disobedience to God's word. Once you disobey God's word, oh my goodness. You have to disobey God before you go and fornicate, adultery, lie, gossip. All of them is rooted in disobedience to God's word. So when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, they disobeyed God. And the way they disobeyed God, they gave death power to kill. So death was not made to kill until Adam empowered it. That is why your Bible said the wages of sin. So the, if you want to solve death problems, solve the power behind death. There is a power behind death. It is that power that gives death power to kill. Death is not made to kill until man empowers death to kill. And the power man gives to death to kill is called sin. So if you want to solve death problems, solve the sin problem. That's it. Is somebody getting what I'm talking about? Can I go a little deeper? Yeah, will you follow me? Give the Lord a clap of if you are there. Ah. So the purpose of resurrection is to destroy the last enemy. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 26, this is the way Paul described it. He said that the last enemy, everybody say that with me, say the last enemy. No, 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 say it very loud. Say the last enemy. That shall be destroyed is what? Death. So the last enemy that shall be destroyed is not your neighbor. The last enemy that, has, that shall be destroyed is what? Death. Now, when you get the message I'm preaching, it will help you to be sober. You'll be humble and you'll be sober. And then you will look at life in a different person. Today, when I wake up and I was meditating this message, I told God sometimes, I said, Lord, we are behaving the way we are behaving because, number one, we lack understanding and we are ignorant. When you begin to understand the word of God, even change your perception. Are you getting it? The last enemy that shall be destroyed is what? Death. So, death is an enemy and it has to be destroyed. But to destroy death, you must destroy the power that gave death power to care. So if you don't solve that problem, death continues to reign. Now let's, let's go a little bit deeper. For God to solve death problem, because man is the one that gave power to death to kill, then you will need a man to solve the problem. God will have to get a man because it is man that caused the problem. But unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of questions are asked. 
How can God wave his hand and allow that thing to pass and even catch the, the death and bury him and allow us to continue? If you can change us in the trinket of an eye, then change us now. Then we live forever. No, no, no. Many years ago, I, we had a problem in Tema. When they threw our things away because we bought a property judicially saved, I think about $2 million there about, and then out of it was a loan we were paying, and then all of you know the story. Then it happened that one of my daughters here was related to the chief justice at that time. So he had the story because it was quite a move, and he invited me because he wanted to know the depth of the story. So I went to his, his, um, his office. Hallelujah. When I went there, she told me something after conversation then um, I explained to her about the situation that because if you buy something as a judicially say, then it's the court that must protect you. But unfortunately, the court has made you a victim. But he said something that really struck me. He said that even though I am the CJ, I'm the, I am the chief justice, that means that uh, you see, it's one of the powerful arms of government. There are three arms of government, the executive, the legislation, and the judiciary. All of them will pray so that one will report to the other. Now, but he said that I can't turn a case unless I'm sitting on judgment seat. That means that even though I am in charge, I don't have power to sit in my office and turn a case. So even though God was in charge, but because he's a judge, he cannot just sit there and turn the thing. It must go through process. Somebody get it. This is what makes the daily with God sometimes become complicated. He is a just God. He is a judge and he's a jury. And he cannot just sit there and because of God. He turns somebody's hand. You got this thing through a process. So we must reverse it through a process. Are you getting it? So God couldn't have turned. So even though man is the one that caused the problem, he will need man to reverse it. Now, because you also are the cause of the problem, you cannot be used to reverse it. Number two, oh, you are my son. You have created a problem. Why should I let you go and die to solve the problem? I love you so much that I don't want you to die. So instead of you dying, I want to die for you. Oh, I want to die on your behalf. So when God looked at the system, he decided that, let me step down and come down and solve this problem by dying myself. Hallelujah. Now we can take off from here. This is the whole extent about our Christianity and, and what we call the power of the resurrection and everything. It started with death because if there was no death, there would not be a need of resurrection. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So because... because somebody committed the sin. So listen, you are not a sinner because you stole. You are not a sinner because you have a girlfriend. You are a sinner because it's your nature. You were born. So listen, right from the day your father met your mother, in fact, not even before they met, mm -hmm, when your father was preparing to go and meet, the spermatosia that he released is sinful. So it's, it, it, it was even in your father before you met your mother. That is why Jesus could not be born by a man. That is why, listen, after I studied this thing carefully, if Jesus have to meet a man on earth, like other religions as their master, 
all their master. Let me tell you the difference between Christianity and other religions. Their master, if you are if you are a Buddhist, you are whatever. They are all there. Now all of them as masters. If you follow Plato and whatever different religion, they have masters. Every religion has a leader. Christianity, we have a leader. We have a founder. We have a leader. So the way the Buddhists follow Buddha and whatever, which we follow Christ. But the difference between them is that if Jesus, that is what Mary asked the question, how can this be? Because I don't know a man. I don't know a man. I must meet a man to be pregnant. I just finished my engagement. I am here to have my wedding and I'm a virgin and I don't know a man because all his life he has been taught that conception cannot take place without a man meeting a woman. Now hear this. But if Jesus must be born by a man, then he will not be qualified to save. The reason is because the man that will sleep with Mary to produce Jesus, his sperm is still sinful. And just because of that principle, it cannot be possible for a man. So God himself has to come down. So what actually impregnated Mary is the word of God. Wow. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He said, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you and that holy thing shall be born of this shall be called the son of God. And Mary said, then let it be done unto me. It means you have receive the word. It means you have taken the spermatosia into your fallopian tombs and it has entered your womb. If you are the type of Christian that like you, 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 you will not enjoy this message. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is the difference. <laughs> Number one, Jesus was not conceived by a man's pen. She will not, all the other religions, their parents are on earth or they've died. So everybody, this is the difference between Christians. If Jesus was born by a man's pen, he will not be qualified to save anybody. So let me give you this mystery too. 2,000 years ago today, there about, Jesus was in the grave and is about to resurrect. Watch this. It is not Jesus eh, that is fighting to come out of the grave. It is the devil rather fighting to keep him. So Jesus did not fight. There was nothing like I'm coming out. No. He did not fight. The reason is because he has solved already the problem that gave death power. The problem that gave death power is sin and he was without sin. And because he was without sin, right from the time he was going to the grave, he has already solved the problem that gave death power. So devil tried to force him to stay. But the reason he can't stay is that the sentence, the judgment, the accusation, the evidence that must keep him in the grave was not enough to keep him. Because in the courtroom, the most important thing in the courtroom is evidence. Now, number two, watch this. This whole thing was a setup. This whole thing was a setup. You see, when the devil, the devil is aware of some things. Number one, he is aware that when God speaks, it will come to pass. 
He is aware that nothing comes out of God's mouth and return because he has stayed with God for thousands of years, millions, before he rebelled. He used to be an archangel. So the information, listen, if you go to school and you study economics or you study, let's say, medicine, and you decided that you won't practice medicine again, it doesn't mean you have forgotten everything you learn about medicine. No. Amen? No. I am not practicing construction and civil engineering like what I was trained for. But if I go to the site and they have made a mistake, I can tell. I can go and say, no, 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 this thing that you are doing, you are going to create a problem. I said, I know, I know that this thing is not good. Because that is the way I was trained. Even though I'm a preacher, that knowledge has not been taken away. So the devil's knowledge about who God is has not been taken away. So he knows that when God speaks, it will never return. So when God said the seed of the woman, he started killing. Now he can't tell who carries the seed. But when he sees anybody that seems to be close to God, he will kill the person. So, first thing he killed is that, could it be Abel? The, he just told his mother that he's going to produce a seed that will bruise the serpent's head. So, now his greatest attack was the one that will carry the seed. So, is he Abel? Bam, he killed. He, he entered Cain, killed Abel. Killing, 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 killing. By nowhere's time, he has corrupted the whole world. And made sure that angels have come to sleep with men. Killing, killing, killing. And so because he is anticipating, he's, he's not too sure. Then Jesus appeared. Now because he has killed her, he has become used to killing. Because his greatest weapon is death. The greatest weapon in the hands of the devil is death. And the death problem is solved. And so when he saw Jesus, he killed him. And God looked at it and said, let me give him time to kill until he becomes used to killing. And when you become used to killing, then I bring the one that is not supposed to kill. So the greatest mistake the devil made is that he killed somebody who has never seen. That is why I said that. It's not Jesus that is fighting to come out of the grave. It's the devil that is saying that. Demon, 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 uh, Agoba, go and check whether he's still in the grave. Uh, demon, Bruka, Bruka, go and check. So they are holding their gin and their castle bridge. And they are comparing. Do you remember all those drinks that you used to drink? And you still drink them. Hallelujah. And then they'll go and check. They say, oh, he's there, he's there, he's there. Oh, he's there, he's there. Oh, he's there. Why are you the He's there. So Saturday, they were having party. Sunday morning, the man is there. So they are now struggling to keep him there. But they still have not known that the one they killed has not seen. Now, hear this. At the time, they have kept him three days. It's not because he was there because he can't raise up. He was also in the region of the dead preaching to our brothers and sisters who have died ahead of us who still want to come out of the devil. So Jesus didn't die and stay in the grave. He was still preaching in the region of the dead. The devil is trying to keep him there. Then I'm sure he sent demon Akakra Akakra. When he went there, he said, Hey. Something is happening. In fact, that one, they didn't even go there. Hell is naturally a dark place. And when you live in a very dark place, a little light can be disturbing. Because have you ever drive and somebody throw his headlight on your eyes? Either you close your eyes or you try to cover your eyes and say, I'm not ready to help a pay about my highlight. Even if you are driving and it's in the night, somebody gives you highlight and some of the cars, I, I mean, their highlight is high. 
light they call it or something. They throw the light and you can see that you can't see anything. Some cars can put their light on you and suddenly you see that you can't see anything. That thing that comes, the strength of the light that comes off trying to even, even block your visibility is what happened at hell. So hell was there suddenly saw a light coming. Now everything that goes to hell is darkness. But the first time light has appeared in hell. And when light came, that light was so strong that they saw a man walk there. Give me the key of death. Give me the key of the grave. I am he that lived. I was dead. I am alive forevermore. I have the keys. So the key used to be with the devil. He went there with light and took the keys from the devil. Today, may the resurrection bring you out of every grave. May he destroy the works of the devil. Oh, man. Can we continue? So actually, like I said, death existed, but death was useless until man gave death power. The power man gave to death is sin. So until you solve the sin problem, death continues. So actually, when Jesus came, before he took the key of death, he has to solve the power that gave death, the, 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 the thing that gave death power, and that is sin. First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse number 20. Let me read from verse 12. Give me verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? People are still saying it. Why say some among you? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? Hey. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. And and your faith is also vain. So even the faith we are confessing is rooted in the resurrection. Now let me say, let me make this statement before we continue. Without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are the most useless people on earth. Then it's better we enjoy a pure Emma and then we go to hell. But we have denied all kinds of lusts and we are living in a certain context of principle just to make sure that we don't violate or infringe on the law of sin and death. And by doing that, eh, the Christianity is not self. Now listen, you don't serve God in your terms. You serve God in God's. And the terms of serving the Lord is in there. If, if Christ be not raised, then our faith is in vain. Let's continue. My dear, yeah, and we have found false witness of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not. And if so be that the dead rise not, for if the dead rise not, then is Christ, then is not Christ risen. It means that if you don't believe in his resurrection, then you also don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. The reason why God is going to raise you from the dead after you die is because Jesus has risen from the dead. That is it. Let's continue reading. I want to show you something. And if Christ be not raised, raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Have you noticed it? 
You are yet in your sin. That is the power that gave death the power to kill. A sin. Now let's continue. Then they also, then they also which are falling asleep in Christ are perished. That's me. We are gone. But that is why the devil, the, the, the Bible doesn't even accept the death of a Christian as death. The Bible says they sleep. So if I, when you are born again, you die, you are just making sure you are in a place of no disturbance. Amen. Let's continue. If in this life alone we have hope in Christ, we are, we are of all men most miserable. This is what I was just telling you. If I hope it's just here, that we are all men most what? Miserable. Let's continue. Amen. But now is Christ risen from the dead. But now is Christ risen from the dead. But now is Christ risen from the dead. And become the first fruit of them that slept. You can't get confused about it. You can't be frustrated about it. You are not believing it doesn't change it. Jesus is not in the grief. Watch this. Now, let me bring in this before I continue here. Because some of you get confused about it. There is a difference between somebody who died and rose from the dead and somebody who resurrects. When you raise you from the dead, you die again. This is the difference. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. But Lazarus is not in Ghana. He's dead. He raised a 12-year-old girl from the dead. He's dead. So, when it comes to death, eh, that is what I told you. It's unavoidable. It can only be postponed. But it cannot be cancelled. And the reason why, the major reason why we have to die is that you can't take this body to heaven. This body, heaven does not accept it. I'm going to show you that in a second. This body cannot go to heaven. You cannot enter heaven with this body. Have you watched those who go to the moon? Have you seen the way they dress? First Corinthians. Now, chapter 15 and verse number 51. Look at this. Look at something. Behold, I show you a mystery. So it's a mystery. We shall not all, we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. That's those of us who are alive. Watch this. Mm-hmm. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. That is why I say you will die, but that death will take place in the twinkling of an eye. When the trumpet sound, eh, the trumpet is going to sound. The day Jesus Christ will come in, a trumpet will sound, but all the five or seven continents, North America, South America, Africa, Asia, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Madagascar, uh, Saudi Arabia, whatever, uh, Middle East. When the trumpets are, whatever you are, you hear. That day you'll be healed at once. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 14. Watch it. I'll come back to this. Lock this one so let me show them something. Huh? If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Watch this. They are not dead, though they sleep. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. 
So when we when the trumpet sound, we who are alive, we will not stop those who are dead. The Bible said the sea will give the dead. So those who have died in the sea, those who have died in the water, once the trumpet sound, the sea will release them. Keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven. He will not step on this earth. He will descend from heaven with the shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. That trumpet, and it's called the trumpet of God. That is why everybody will hear. Now, hear me. If you are here, you are not born again. It's not an answer story we are telling you. Unless you don't believe the Bible. The Lord himself would say, with the voice of an archangel. Now, and, and, and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ arise first. So, so for, this is what is going to happen. Assuming while we are here, the trumpet sounds, your grandfather that died, they will rise. Not those who died in sin. Those who died in Christ, they will all rise. They will rise. Pa, 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 pa. So, assuming this place used to be a former cemetery, you will see something out. No, because listen, you cannot tell that five or two thousand years ago what was being done on this land. This is the reason why when you buy a land, we tell you dedicate it, anoint the land. No, because where we are, it may be years ago, it may be a cemetery. No, are you getting what I'm talking about? It's not an answer story. I'm preaching the power of the resurrection. The trumpet is called the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now watch this. Watch this. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. It means that when Jesus comes next, she won't step on this ground. She won't step on the earth. She will be in the air. And everybody will see him. And the Bible says, so it's like, if somebody, okay, let me put it this way. If this brother is a Latino, and he's my friend. And he decided that he's coming to visit him in Ghana, and he has never been here before, and he's coming with British Airways. What do you think I should do? I'll go and meet him at the airport. Is that not right? So when we are going to heaven, Jesus will come and beat us. That is what is there. That is what I'm trying to show you. Then, which, then we which are, are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. So those who are dead have risen, and those who are alive will caught up together. And that's why within a twinkling of an eye, bah, your body has changed. Because this body is corruptible, but it will raise in incorruptible. So the, the corruptible will go, the incorruptible will take place. It is the incorruptible. We are going to read that in a second. I'm going to show you that in a second. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So Jesus will be suspended. Now hear this. You remember where he was going? Eh? <laughs> Interestingly, I've watched that thing three times in the Bible. Some people in the Bible didn't taste death. At least Enoch was caught up. Enoch, we didn't see how it goes. But Elijah she, she crossed to a certain point. It means Elijah have to find a particular spot that he stands. And then when he stands there, the shadow of fire will carry him to heaven. Jesus also went to the mountain. He was standing with the disciples. Suddenly, they saw him lifted up in a crowd. And after Jesus penetrated into the crowd and left, two angels came and said, Men of Galilee, why are you gazing up? This same Jesus will see him go. He will come in the same. 
and the demonstration is what I'm trying to show you here right now. Then rich, then we, we, everybody say we. That means that if God decided that he is coming down, because when it comes to the, the rapture, nobody knows the time. The Bible says the angels don't know. That is why we have to live on earth with heaven in mind. Number two, I'll come like a thief. When thieves are coming to steal, they don't give you an, a, a, a date and a number. No. So that is what is going to happen. Jesus coming will be a surprise. We are there and then the trumpet will sound. The Bible gives us a lot of things about it. That is why I know that coronavirus cannot enter the earth. In fact, the Bible said they will be married and they are given into marriage. So when it came, there will be normal life. Things are going parties. In fact, that time, there will not be lockdown. When you look at the Bible, the Bible never said that it will come at lockdown. It will come at the time when people are partying. It will come at the time when somebody says, I'm going to take money from the ATM, but he's going to his girlfriend. And whilst his wife is in the room and he's with his girlfriend, then the trumpet sounds. So there'll be a now, now one of the fearful things. One day I was in a plane, Emirates, flying to America. We were about 38,000 feet above sea level. And the Lord told me something that shocked me. It just came to me like an idea. Like, I don't know why. I wouldn't say it's a word of knowledge. The Lord said that, Sam, the day the trumpet will sound, a pilot may be a Christian. So you might be in a plane and the pilot is raptured. Now, if you're also a Christian, you'll be raptured with a pilot. But as, guess what? If you are not a Christian, so listen, even the day the trumpet will sound, so for many people will go to hell. Some of them will be on an underground train and the train driver is raptured. Because if a pilot is raptured in a plane, who continues flying the aircraft? If you put me in the cockpit, I don't know what to press. Whatever I press, instead of going up, it will bring you down. Am I preaching? No. Then we with our life and remain shall be caught up together with, with them that are dead who has risen eh, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Ever, ever, ever. Those who are clapping, they are getting it. We will ever be with the Lord. Give me the last verse. Give me the verse 18. Give me verse 18. Wherefore, comfort one another with this words. So this morning I came to comfort you. Now hear this. All your financial hardship. All your eka. In fact, the, the, the nice ones will be those who have gone to borrow four million dollars from the bank. They've started a project and they have been raptured. Bank, because this cannot have it. To be very interesting times. Economies of countries who collapse. The Bible says it will be hard times. Now come back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And I was reading something. Give, give me verse number 51. Give me verse 51. Verse 51. Now watch this. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but, but, but we shall all be changed. If it's a mystery, then go reveal it to Paul. Wow, that guy is something else. Verse 52 says that in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, in the last trump, the trumpet has appeared here again. For the trumpet shall be sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Wow. And we shall be changed. Why? So you see, as we are standing here, when the trumpet sound, if only your name is in the book of life. Hear this. 
you will not see that the person has changed. But in the spirit realm, this body will give up. The Bible says we shall be changed. Go to the next verse. Watch this. For the corruptible must put on incorruptible. Put on. Put on. Do you know that there were not two dead bodies in the, in the tomb of Jesus? There was an old body he died with, but he put on another body. I don't know how God did it. That's why it's a mystery. So, the body they buried Jesus. When Mary went there, they said, hey, look at the clothes. Hey, it's not here. The Bible says, we will put on. If you are not born again, you can't put on. No. The only people that that, that will be qualified to receive. And the Bible said, for this corruptible must put on incorruptible. And this mortal must put on immortal. It means it cannot die. Now, listen. The reason this body cannot go to heaven is that it is made to die. But the one that you put on is not made to die. And so you have to put on that one. And the Bible said the, the mortal must put on immortal. Let's go down. Huh? So when these corruptibles have put on incorruptible, incorruption, and these mortals have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, now I'm coming back to my say, my say, death is swallowed up in victory. I'm coming back to the point where I started. Then it shall be said that death is swallowed up in victory. Whether you are a president, at that time, no position is important. In fact, let me tell you this. When you are taking your last breath, it's not your money in the Bank of America or Bank of Ghana. It's not your money in Swiss Bank. It's not your money in Commercial Bank. By the time you take your last breath, the most important thing you carry is your salvation. If you don't have that one, forget it. Forget it. Amen. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruptible, then it shall be said, death is swallowed up in victory. Now look at verse 55. I'm going to show you something. Oh, death. So Paul, look at this. Oh, death, where is thy stake? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Now, boy, let's go back and learn about the way Jesus overcame death. You remember I told you that you cannot solve the death problem unless, unless, unless you take the power that empowered death to kill. Death was around, but it was not made to kill. Until man empowered death to kill. So when Adam obeyed the devil and ate the fruit, he entered what is called sin. That sin gave death power to kill. Now, so, the one that is going to solve the problem, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 14. Do you know that you can go to a crusade as a cripple, you'll be raised and you'll be healed and walk and still go to hell. Yes. Because you can be healed and not receive Christ. In fact, Jesus healed a man who has been in the pool for 38 years. And Jesus told him that go and see no more. Let's say worse thing than this happen to you. It means that even the power behind sickness is sin. The power behind sickness is sin. Sickness is a byproduct of death. There was no sickness die. There was no sickness until man died. Now, let me tell you also that there are three kinds of death. Three. How many kinds of death? Three. 
God told Adam, in the day you eat this food, you surely die. Adam ate it and he was still standing. It in death has taken place, I cannot see. So the resurrection came to solve the first death problem. Now hear this. You must solve the first death problem before you solve the second one. Now the first one, everybody was born with it. They uh, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So, right from our conception, we're sinners. Hear this. I want to come back, but I want to show you something. Second death is called physical death. It's appointed for a man to die once. And the reason a man must die is that the corruptible must go down for the incorruptible to take place. So, all those in the cemetery, they are all waiting for the trumpet to sound. When the trumpet sounded, I don't know how God is going to do it. The, the Bible said the dead in Christ, the, not, the, not everybody in the cemetery, the dead in Christ, those who have died receiving Jesus as Lord. They will rise. Watch this. Now, the third death is not automatic. The third death will only happen to people depending on how they handle <laughs> the first one. That means that if you solve the problem of the first death, you will escape the third death. Let me dissect it. Let me go deeper. Let me go deeper. First death is spiritual death. That is when Adam ate it and died. The moment Adam died spiritually, that spiritual death is a separation of man's spirit from God. Physical death is a separation of man's spirit from his body. All these are death. Then the last one is called eternal death. That one, it is death forever. And the eternal death will happen to people who rejected Christ. Wow. You know what I'm preaching? It is called eschatology. The study of the end time. And it's not an announcer story. This generation doesn't want to hear about this. Hallelujah. That is why God doesn't want us to sin. Now, watch this. So, now, let's solve the problem of the death. So, all these death things happen. So, anybody that is here who have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, and you know Christ is in your heart, you will escape the eternal death. But if you don't know Jesus Christ, you will not escape the eternal death because God wishes you carry everybody to heaven. But God cannot carry everybody to heaven because cannot come to heaven. And the way you cannot just take your passport and go to somebody's country without a valid visa. Can I say that again? Nobody. Now listen, you don't sit in a plane, get to the immigration of a country and you ask them that, can I get a visa? Unless there's a kind of diplomatic relationship, like for instance, there are some countries you go, you don't need a visa. For instance, if you're a Ghanaian, you go to Singapore, you don't need a visa. When you get there, they give you a visa on arrival. But if you're in Nigeria, you need a visa. This is it. Are you getting what I'm talking about? There are countries like that. So you are going to uh, Singapore, doesn't have a name. If the embassy, you don't just go to there. You, once you get to the place, you just have to carry your passport and go there. But when you get there, they will still give you the visa. But you don't need to go through the hardship of getting the visa from here before you go. But you don't get to U.S. immigration and border protection. And when you get there from your plane, you said, and because they used to do that, people used to travel and get there before they repatriate them. Now, they will check you here before you even sit in the plane. Like I was going to Israel from London one day, and I, I, whilst I was flying the, the Israeli airline, I got through immigration at London. 
You normally have to arrive and then you go to immigration. But in Israel, you go to immigration before you sit in their place. I said, why? He said, if you are not qualified to come to our country, if you are, you are not qualified to sit in our place. So you go to immigration before you sit in a plane. When you get there, you take your bag and you go. So you don't die before you look for salvation. Let's solve the death problem. How did Jesus solve the death problem? Look at the way he solved the, 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 the death problem. A lot of people are living as if there will not be any death. In fact, what, that's one of the greatest deceptions the devil is doing on earth now. Most of you as a Christian, you live as if the earth will not, the earth will not end. That's what it is. Some too has been deceived completely. You see, when you were a Christian eh, and Jesus is in your heart and you are filled with the Holy Ghost, eh, there is a word you live. Eh? If you don't take it, you think everybody is in that world. Right now that you are here, some people are in this school. Some too are in some theosophy bar with alcohol and everything. Some are golfing. That is their world. Those people in that world, they don't believe the things you believe. But the fact that they don't believe does not mean they will escape. This is the thing about the realms of the spirit. Ignorance is not an excuse. Now hear this very carefully. I want to hear this very carefully. If I don't believe that Biden is the president of America, does he change anything? No. So if you don't believe Jesus is Lord, it doesn't change anything about Jesus. He died. Now watch this. How did God solve the death problem? Now God himself had decided to come down and said, no, let me come and die myself. Because these people now already, they are the one who caused the problem. If you are the cause of the problem, then you can't sit and judge yourself. No thief sits in the, in the, in the, in the, in the bench to judge and, and try other people. Oh, you're crying me No, it doesn't work. And because God is a judge, she needs to make sure that his judgment is righteous and just. That means that, listen. By the time the devil was walking out of the garden, he was holding the key of death. The key of the grave. He took it. Now, God needs to go through the process to take it back. If he twists the devil's hand and take the key, he has broken his law. Then he has become a biased judge. Because he has to do justice to the devil. So he decided that he would come down and die. And when he died, the purpose of dying is that she is coming to solve the death problem. Look at the way he solved it. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. For as much then as the children. Who are the children? Who are the children? Oh, I thought you waved your hand. Who are the children? Me and you. Other brothers who are died. For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, flesh and blood came to us when, when, when our great grandfather, first parent, committed a sin. He also himself, he also himself. Now, look at the he. Come to the New King James Version. Let me show you something. If you have the New King James, have you seen that he has made it capital? Now, anytime you see this kind of helping verbs talking about God is always in capitals. So the new King James was written to correct grammatical mistakes on the old King James. And so the Bible says, in as much then as the children have partaker of flesh and blood, he, God himself, likewise said, come back to King James. I prefer the King James. 
For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. So he was not supposed to take flesh, but he decided to take flesh. Took part of the same. No, Lord, Lord, I can see that. He said, why are you going to take flesh and go back to the earth? He said, when I finish, you understand. You want to lower yourself like this? This thing is so much of a mystery that David asks, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is about man? When I look at you and what you have, what is about man that you can even come down, lower your glory and come and die? This is how valuable we are to go. All the problems surrounding us, we are the ones who cause it. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death, that through death, he might destroy him that has the power of death. And that is who? Oh, the Lord bless the hand that is clapping. Through death, he might destroy him that has the power of my goodness. Through death. Through death. Through death. She went through the process. Sin came by death. So, resurrection must come by death. Both of them. It is death that brought the sin. So, if you want to solve the sin problem, you must die. So, what the Bible says, through death, he might destroy him that has the power of death. That is the devil. And what, for what? For what? For what? For what? Verse 15. And deliver them. Who are the them? Those who accept Jesus Christ. And deliver them. Who through? This is a major problem of man. All of us here. Okay? The reason why Yakata Wanono is fear of death. Man's greatest fear is the fear of death. Everybody was locked up and, 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 and ghosts and chimpanzees were in the, In fact, during the lockdown, I saw a picture where deer and foxes and, and, and what do we call them? They were all in town and man was inside. So that somebody wrote and said that the man, has, man has got back to the zoo and the animals are in town. So there was an exchange. But the reason why we are all locked down quite is that everybody is afraid to die. Fear of death. Fear of death is the greatest fear of man. Once you solve that mystery, if I have time, eh, I could have given you the key to not to be afraid of death. And the key not to be afraid of death is that, listen, Jesus Christ, de- listen, 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 the key not to be afraid of death is because the key of death is not in the hands of the devil. I've not finished. The key used to be with him. And Jesus has come to take it. If Jesus took it from him, then he took it for my advantage. Ah. It's not to my disadvantage. So listen, much as Jesus has the key of death, Satan still has counterfeit ones. Mm. Wow. So if you give him the permission, you apply the counterfeit on you. That's it. Wow. Wow. So you can be a child of God. And because you don't know, that is why if you look at my attitude from even lockdown, I have never been afraid of this virus. You see, right from the lockdown, I started preaching about fear. I started preaching about fear because it is a trusted weapon of the devil. Wherever you see fear, Satan is ruling. 
The devil cannot operate without fear. It is not possible. So, it is not the virus that kills, it's fear. So, some people, eh, they were afraid of death before death knocked at their door. The virus attacked so many people, but it didn't kill everybody. If I some of you, I can tell you that you have even had the virus and you are not aware that you have it. Oh, man. Is somebody understanding? And the reason why it couldn't have power over you, sir, there is something in you that didn't permit the thing to kill. So when I wake up in the morning, I am not afraid. No, I'm telling you. I'm not afraid of something. A witch. No. If I catch you, you die. I have a scripture in my spirit. It says, suffer not a witch to live. So I don't care. No, no enchanter. No necromancer. No occultic man. No, you can tell this one. There are people which is killed. There are people who kill witches. And I am one of If you cross my path and the rumor come out of my spirit, combined with the prophetic grace, and I test you, you are dead. Because if you don't die, God has broken his way. Now, but if you don't have revelation of that thing, then you will hide in the box. In serious, accidental, grave danger position, Jesus has never been afraid. There was a storm that can capsize a sea. He was sleeping. When he woke up, he did what the disciples were supposed to do. Look at it. Peace. Come on here. Keep quiet. I rebuke you. Don't you know I'm here? Now, what he's trying to say that, even if you didn't wake me up, as far as I'm here, they cannot capsize. The moment he dealt with the sea, he turned back and asked him, where is your faith? It's a major message in the Bible. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? If Dr. Sesu comes to my house, I know he has a car. If he comes sitting in a Uber, the first thing I will ask him is, where is your car? Because I don't expect him to come to me in a taxi. Where is your car? So for this to ask him, where is your faith? He that they have faith, they didn't use it. So a lot of you sitting here, you have faith, you have power, you have strength, but you are not using it. And anything you don't use becomes disuse. So you are afraid because you have buried your faith. And when the devil sends fear, he will apply the counterfeit key. He will apply it. Yes. Do you know from Genesis to Revelation, nobody can tell us what he does and, and, and his assignment. It is Jesus that put him in three ways. He came to stay. He came to destroy and finally kill. So, any time you are dealing with the devil, it cannot be out of these three contests. Yes, if he gives you money, you may think you are rich, but he's going to kill you later. Yes, if he gives you wealth, you may think you are enjoying, but he's going to kill you later. Yes, that is why some people are even have kidney liver problem. There are politicians who have put their livers on covenant. So they are making money, but it's against their liver. There are people whose leg, people whose hand, there are people whose uh, uh, kidney, they went to the devil because the devil will let it appear in the beginning like it's a blessing. Until the end. There are people walking like that. Some of the people, when they die, there is no medical reason why they should die, but they die because it's beyond. That's why I told you that everything is born twice. Everything, it must be birthed twice. Everything on earth, it must be birthed twice. That's the way God has made it. It must be birthed in the spirit first. 
before it manifests in the natural, believe you receive that you have. Receiving is in the spirit, having is in the natural. This is why it operates. So if you don't have it in the spirit, you know, listen, if you don't allow them to kill you in the spirit, they can't kill you in the natural. No. No. If you get the devil chance, he'll kill you. Now, listen, the Bible says, as far as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, verse number 14, he likewise took part of the same. I'm ending. That through death, watch this, watch this, watch this. Oh, oh, Onyario, he was not sick. She went to sleep. He didn't wake up again. Fear killing. There are people sitting here, you look at their faces, they have nice makeup. They have wake, but in their heart, they are afraid. Most of them. There's something they are afraid. Either they are afraid of a report the doctor has told them. They are afraid of one person came to me and told me that. The doctor said, I have this, this, this. I said, go to another hospital. I told him, go to, go and see another doctor. That is the word. When I look at the thing, I look at it, I say, go and see another doctor. Because the Bible says, in the mouth for two or three witnesses, every word must be established. I cannot fire because sometimes, eh, the devil can even jump on laboratory machines. But you have to be spiritual to understand. When you went to the hospital, the report came directly opposite. She went to another hospital. It came directly opposite. The other doctor said, you don't have eggs. She went to another doctor and said, please, your eggs are too much. I have a patient here that I'm trying to do something. Can you donate some of your eggs? Look at it. However, it didn't start in our time. The people in Isaiah's time went to hospital. They gave them a report. They came to the prophet and they said, this is a report. And Isaiah also told them God's report. And he said, choose one and believe. This is it. Choose one of the report and believe. This is what they are telling you. This is what they are telling you. You have to believe the word I'm preaching or you don't. As far as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. Now listen. Everything you ever need, Jesus has already paid. Yeah. Healing, deliverance, salvation, prosperity, whatever you ever need, he's not here to pay. He's not going to pay. He has already paid. Your salvation is paid for. Your prosperity is paid for. Your healing is paid for. Your deliverance is paid for. You have to learn to appropriate it. That one is not God's responsibility. This is it. That is why you cannot say church is useless. No. You cannot say the father. If you see somebody and say, it is not biblical. It's not a Christian. He's, we are not made to become born again and stay at home. No, because when you become born again, a battle starts, a warfare starts. And when you come to church, now listen, I don't go to Shell Station to go and buy a car. I don't go to God Station to go and buy a car. I have a car already, there is fuel in the car. But when I'm driving around and my fuel gets exhausted, when you see me driving to the God station, I'm going to fail. So anytime I come to church, I am feeling my anointing to continue my life on earth. Am I making sense here to somebody at all? It's all right. So I'm not going. So that's why we come to church. Well, if you keep going about in life and you don't come to church, you will short fuel. And you get stuck. 
Paul said, forsake not the assemblies of your country. It means I gather, gather. Every time, come together. When you come, there is something from uh, uh, Evans that robbed me. There's something from me that robbed uh, Vicky. There's something from Vicky that robbed Ruth. There's something from Ruth that robbed Manema. And then everybody, oh, so once we are gathered here, there is more taking place in the spirit than the natural. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is why a sickness that's supposed to kill you couldn't kill you. Yeah. That is why a trouble that's supposed to drown you didn't drown you. So once you are coming to church, there is a secretion of the anointing that will extracting things that were, oh my goodness, I feel like preaching this thing. There were servicing taking place and there were all kinds of things. As far as the children attack particles of flesh and blood, now look at the New Living Translation. You will love it. Because God's children are human beings. <laughs> that one is a that will preach. If I go to this one, I can preach a whole sermon different from what I've preached. Human beings. The word human comes from the word humus, which means down to the earth. So, in the Garden of Eden, there was a humus with God's spirit. The clay was there. Now, there's another thing to about God. He never take anything that doesn't belong to him. The reason why he doesn't want to take this body to heaven is that he took it on earth. He used clay to form it. And nothing on earth is supposed to go to heaven. So use this one to stay here. When you are coming to heaven, I will give you the heaven one. On the condition that Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Because God's children are human, human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. Because you can't die as a God. As a human being could he die so he came in as a human being so let me tell you this when Jesus was walking on earth he was 100% man and 100% God like you you are 100% spiritual and 100% human so when people die they say oh God but the body is there Interesting, let me tell you something. If you're in people's spirit, go. The expression in the spirit, it means that this man's spirit eh, is not different from his physical face. How do I know? The one from heaven gave us a parable. He said, A rich man died, and Lazarus died, and they were carried to paradise. The rich man, there was funeral going on, but there was a conversation in heaven. The rich man was in hell, Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom. And the rich man is telling Abraham that let Lazarus dip his finger in the water and come and put it in my tongue. The man's body is on earth, but his spirit could be recognized that this is a rich man. It means that if you don't come to heaven, we will see. So, said those of us who are portraying, say, I'm not too sure, it's not biblical, but in heaven, there will be a recognition that, oh, wow. Oh, Pearl, wow, we have made it. We made it. We made it. We are here. Now, if, if, guess what? So if we don't see you, then where are you? Hey. 
we don't see you. Where are you? And there is no need to ground. If you mix heavy, you can't mix hair. And if you mix hair, you can't mix heavy. So once you mix here, you are here. Once you mix here, you are here. You can't mix heaven and mix hair. There is no neutral ground. This is not an answer story. I'm preaching from the Bible. Nobody mixes heaven and mixes hell at the same time. Once you escape hell, you are in heaven. Once you escape hell, you are in hell. You, you escape heaven, you are in hell. see now look at another one <laughs> Moses died give me sometimes maybe things of years ago Elijah I look at the answer then the guy was carried to heaven raptured then after years Jesus came to die to Peter James and John who has only read about Moses but they've never seen him and they were on the mountain of transfiguration, Moses appeared. Without anybody doing introduction, Peter looked at them and said, Hi, this is Moses. He has never seen his picture before. In the spiritual memories cannot be lost. So once you get to the spiritual, there is nothing that will not let you recognize. Even if you have not seen the person before, in the spiritual, you say that this person is Noah, this person is Abraham, this person is Moses. Nobody introduced Moses. Jesus never said, this is Moses. Peter said, Master, let's build three tabernacles. One for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. It is said, the moment Peter saw the people he has not seen 4,000 years ago, he recognized them. And the Bible said, where they were, they were transfigured. It means that, it was another way to say that, they were out of the natural. They've entered the supernatural. This is it. The son also became flesh and blood. For only as human. Have you gotten something here today? Only as human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil. Only by dying could he break the power of the devil. Only by dying could he break. That is why when you become born again. If you don't want sin to handle this body, sacrifice it. No, 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 you didn't get it. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down. What do you mean by sacrifice it? Should I go for them to cut my head? No. Paul said, present your body a living sacrifice. Now listen, by the time a sacrifice hit the altar, it must die. So until this body dies, it will continue to fornicate. Now hear this. A dead man cannot fornicate. A dead man cannot lie. A dead man cannot commit adultery. So, the reason why the body is still doing what it's doing is our body, we have not crucified. If you start crucifying, how do you crucify the body? You crucify by allowing the word of God to control the body, not our emotions. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, all I by Christ, I live in me. When your body becomes alive so much, so much, you will naked a woman who is not your wife. James is alive. And that living body leads you to hell and destruction. So it's not anything like it makes you greedy, make you want to destroy people to others. It makes you see you are gossiping. All gossips are a sign of the fact that you are immature. You might have been envious. 
and you are jealous. No. Because when people are gossiping, they don't know the details. If you talk about somebody who is not there to defend themselves, you are gossiping. I'm preaching. Amen. All these things are, they are not the devil. Though. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I mean, you are fighting. You are fighting three things Satan, flesh, and the world. All our problem is this three. If you don't go to heaven, one of these, will, all, all, all of them is stopping you. So the battle you are fighting is the devil, your flesh, and the world. But let me put it this way the devil, the world, and your flesh. He took care of the first two. The devil, he said, all power is given to me. And I give you that power. Luke 10, 18, 19, 20. All authority has been given to me. And I give you that authority. You will tread upon serpent and scorpion. When you look at Luke chapter 10 and verse number 19, it was wrong. King James Version, look at it. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. And I have given unto you, I have given unto you power. Everybody say power. To tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. When you look at the two powers, if you don't take care, it will let you appear that the devil also has power, but doesn't have power. One was wrongly translated. Huh? The first one was authority, the second one was power. Are you getting it? So what we have is not power. Now look at the New King James Version. Huh? Behold, all authority. Authority is delegated power. So, if you see a policeman standing at the junction and stop your articulator, he didn't have the physical power to say that the creator should stop. That thing that he left his hand is called authority. It has been invested into him by the constitution of Ghana. Now, if you say, get away from there, you slim police, and you push him, you go and stand before court, the court, the judge will ask you, on what authority do you have? So listen, you yourself don't have any power against the devil. But when you lift your hands, you know Jesus gave you that power. So the devil stopped because he knows that. Oh man, somebody didn't hear what I said. He knows that the power you operate, it has been delegated lawfully to you. So he said that. Look at the way Jesus put it. Both darkness and light. When you are going there, go with my name. When you are entering the devil's kingdom, go with my name. When you are also going to my father, don't ask anything without my name. Somebody here, what I whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name. So he said, Whatever you are going, whether darkness or light, go with my name. If you don't go with my name, you'll be denied because nobody knows your name in the spiritual. Only my name counts, apart from my name, Pearl is not important, Malachi is not important, Lucy is not important, Samuel is not important. But when you are going to the father, when you get the cocoa. And then you get and the angel open and say, what are you looking for? He say, I come in the name of Jesus to receive this. Says, okay, come in, come in, come in. Now, once you mercy, so ask the father in my name. When you meet my, when you meet the devil, I have a name that is above every other name. So at the mention of my name, if the thing has a name, the thing will bow. My goodness. Hear this. The devil. The world. So this is what he took care of. I've explained. When he comes to the world, he says, in the world you have tribulation. 
but be of good comfort because I have overcome the world. Wait, but my Or say you present it as a living sacrifice. Wankasa. So, the, our greatest problem is this. This guy called flesh. Now, this one, the devil, eh, he cannot do anything against you until he moves this one to make a mistake. So, <laughs> the reason why, <laughs> look at it. Do you listen to what Jesus said? <laughs> when they were coming to catch him, I can him see him sitting down and laughing. <laughs> and they say, Jesus, how are you laughing? They say, they are coming to catch me. And they are coming to catch you are laughing. He said, yes. Because they are going to make a mistake. And that mistake will let all my children come back to me and I will take them to heaven. Why? Because the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing. It means that he's going to catch a man who has not seen. And that's why I'm laughing. This thing is a trick and a setup. So Jesus, when the Jerusalem woman was crying, he said, cry for yourself. Don't cry for me. You don't understand this thing. Cry for yourself. It's because of you going through this. Me, I don't have a problem. I came to pay your debt. You own a debt you couldn't pay. I pay a debt I didn't own. I'm ending. I'm true. Sit down. I'm true. Now watch this. Hebrews chapter number 2 verse 14. Then verse 15. Because the children are human beings made of flesh and blood. The son also became flesh. And blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had power of death. 15. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their life as slaves to the fear of dying. From today, may you not be afraid of death again. So after the death, Paul came back in 1 Corinthians. When he saw that Jesus has raised from the dead, chapter 15 and verse 54, 55, listen to what Paul said. Huh? No, 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 let me, let me stay in 55, 54 first. So when this corruptible have put on incorruptible, this mortal have put on immortality. Then shall he brought to pass the saying, it is a rumor in town, that it is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed. So Paul was walking and he met death. Death was threatening and said, hey, keep quiet, foolish boy. It is, I don't know. Look at what, look at the way Paul dealt with death in 51. So look at him 55. Eh? When he meets, they say, Hey, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, you are the one who received the body. Where is your, now go to the go to the New Living Translation. Look at it. Oh, death, where is your victory? That victory you used to have, where is it now? Huh? Oh, death, 
Where is your sting? You know the, the, the scorpion? That thing that he used to pierce people is called the sting. Then he points the poison there. Paul saw that after Jesus rose from the dead, he said, Death, all the pam, pam, pam you are making, now you are just dead. is why anytime you hear say if you are in the room and you don't know Jesus Christ come once you start walking you are solving the same problem and once you solve the same problem you have solved the death problem because what gave death power is sin so if any man is in Christ he is a new creature all things as part of it behold If Jesus get rid of the sin problem Then you automatically get rid of the death problem So don't be afraid of death The resurrection of our body Is a natural result For death Not able To keep you again Because Whatever it was using to keep you, he has lost it. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is an automatically reason for death not to keep you. It means when Jesus rose from the dead and you say, that is what salvation said that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, then you are safe. Once that thing happened, it happened as a result of the fact that Christ rose. Now, if the same problem is solved, then the death problem is solved. So, hear this. Hear this. Hear this. So, how do you know you don't have to be sick to die? No. No. If you're a Christian, you don't need to be sick to die. And so, how do I die? You grow old. And when you grow old, then this corruptible body becomes tired, then you walk out of it. Huh? So it depends on you. But you should, that decision, don't make it before 80. Make sure at least, at least minimum 80, then you make it. Come on, say 80. Say 80. No, say very loud. Say 80. Say minimum 80. Look at somebody and say, don't live until at least 80. Now, this house, eh, the, the only time we will cry is when we say, what God is one of our young guys has died. One of our young guys, in fact, in fact, he has surprised us. One of our young guys has died. Oh, I see. How old is he? Say 80. Ah, how can you say things like that? I say yes. Because in our house here, 80 years is a young person. Now, the reason is that, hear this. Longevity is a covenant right. To live longer, it's given by God. With long life, I will satisfy you. However, if you want to go premature, God will allow. The greatest revelation I've seen in the Bible is that God will allow what you allow. It's a message I've never preached. Whatever you allow, God, that is why I say, whatsoever you bind on earth, I will bind it in heaven. There's another way to put it. Whatever you permit on earth, I'll permit it in heaven. So, watch this. Longevity is a choice. That is why I can't go to Kekos and call somebody old lady. 
because old age is a choice the queen of England is still wearing high hair it's a choice with a small bag huh? I watch her you know greeting 90 plus oh. you are 25 like double double walking we, we don't even know how you are walking the way you are walking as if you are the one who gave birth to the queen of England what kind of spirit is that listen do you know the greatest problem in Africa we use age to threaten we, 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 we use age as a defense Utipa enemy me dig 38 that is African mentality when I started going to Abrochiri I had a lot of problem I go to the mall and I saw Merewa how many of you have seen that oh, ladies one day one, one of them came to take a dress came to me young yeah, man where are you from I said I'm from Ghana I'm going for a date um, a friend has invited me on a dinner do you think because you Africans you have very good choices do you think this dress doesn't dinner oh, oh Saturday we are going we're not trying I walk at the Lord told me that's your problem age is a choice that's why I told you where they only put Joseph body in prison his mind was a president can I come to your area they only succeeded in putting Mandela in prison for 20 years his mind was a president when you bring him out he became a president so they can put your body in a state but make sure your mind doesn't go there as long as your mind is free it's just a matter of time you are coming out no hear this even if you are 80 years you are somebody's husband dress well look well because of the power of the resurrection something has wake up in It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Do you know something about long life? Do you know something about long life? All the 78 they came from people's mouth. The one that came from God's mouth is 120. He said, now the life of man will be 120. So you have the right to live for 120 years. Stand to your feet. Listen, let me say this the greatest thing or the foundation of our whole Christian life I'm sorry, those of you watching me online, please let me come to your place. The foundation, the solid foundation that holds our Christianity is the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Number two, number two, that event that took place, the resurrection, is the proof or the evidence of the devil's eternal defeat. It means that it, there will never come a time that the devil say, I have the power back. 
the resurrection of Jesus is a proof that Satan is eternally defeated. That is why, listen, one day, Paul was passing in the spirit and saw demons crying. Ah, one demon says, I told you, when you went to arrest him, didn't I say, take your time? One demon said, but you are the one who entered the soldier to kneel him. And so Paul went there and said, ah, demons, why are you crying? He said, yeah. Hey. They said, Paul said, talk to me, talk to me. Why? Why is the cry? He said, if we know this will happen, we would have killed them. So if the princes of this world have known, they would not have crucified the son of God. So the whole thing was a setup. The whole thing was a setup. They finished and they realized that So hear this. Let me relate you to your life. Sometimes eh, the way the devil is attacking you, God is setting him up. I can promise you this by authority. That if God said that, hey Satan, if you attack Job, I will double his blessing. The devil could have changed the reverse gear and said, huh? He never knew. Because if the single one attracted him and he was envious, huh? then you can imagine the double what happened to him. So most of the attack on your life, eh, God is setting the devil up for a double pause. <laughs> Don't cry. Don't you? I can point you. I can lift my hand and tell you. So Paul came back and said that. Finally said that I might know him. Talk to me. Philippians chapter three verse ten. That I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Hey, there is a power known as the power of the resurrection. And it was the power that Apostle Paul prayed that he might know. That power called the resurrection is the power that Apostle Paul prayed that he want to know. It means a resurrection it took me to boom. And he said, time I'm going to show you how to apply it. If the resurrection descended on your finances, it just wake the finances up. Bam. It means that the power of the resurrection, and whenever you go and the thing is dead, it wakes it up. If the power of the resurrection enters your body, Jesus Christ, what is dead in the body will come alive. If it descends on your business, whatever is dying on the business will come alive. So the power of the resurrection, Paul said, you want to know, is a power that descends on any dead thing and brings it back to life. That means that you can apply the resurrection power in your womb. You can apply it in your body. You can apply it on your finance. Somebody say, I receive the power of the resurrection. It's also the power that makes people come to Christ. Listen, if you are here, you don't know Jesus Christ. You may feel shy of people. I don't want to go for people to know that I don't know Jesus. There are even people who know Jesus. Jesus coming to the altar because they won't come, they'll sit there and whisper, Amen. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And no one be able to know, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe I'm a sinner. 
Because somebody is standing there. I believe I'm a sinner. You are deceiving yourself. Yeah. Everybody, Jesus called, he called them open. It's part of the condition for your salvation. Some people are seeing the task already. Matthew, get up, follow me. From today, you won't catch fish, you'll catch men. Follow me. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Why? Why? Listen. A praying they may not qualify the angel to run. Unless the pastor who is leading says stand there. Because Jesus said, if you are same of me before men, I cannot recommend God to write your name. I cannot recommend you for God to write your name. Today is Easter's resurrected Sunday. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Maybe you decide that. Well, today everybody is going to church for so me too. I should go. It's more than that. We are not here because we are here to just dance. We are here because we are a group and a company of people who, is, who are a family who are going to continue this family life in heaven. Hear this. And it is the only qualification that allow angels to write your name in the book of life. He said, Jesus said, there is only one way. Interestingly, the road to heaven is a very narrow road. And the road to hell is a very broad way. He said, I am the way. It means that there is no other way. I am the truth. There is no other truth. No one cometh to the Father except by me. He told Nicodemus, forget about what you are talking about. Except you are born again, you can never see the kingdom of God. You can be a president. You can be the richest man. You can be a chorister. You can be an usher. You can be a protocol member. Except you are born again. You are only acting. This is the bottom line. Now hear this. Why am I saying this? Being in church does not qualify you to go to heaven. You can be in church and you are not in Christ. But it's not possible for you to be in Christ and not be in church. But you can still be in church and you are not in Christ. But if you are in Christ, you'll find a way to go to church. If you are here and you know that you are not born again, don't fake it. Don't fake it. It's not something to fake it. There will be a trumpet sound. It has happened before. As it was in the days of Noah. As it was in the days of Lord. So shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. Can I tell you this? I just stood in front of the doctor and I said that. You can wake up as a cripple and still die and go to hell. Why did I say that? Because the greatest miracle God can do for any man. Or he has done for all of us. Is to take us from darkness and bring us to light. The ability to write your name in a book of life. Is the greatest miracle. Now hear this. If you are not able to come here, it may be that a girlfriend. It may be a girl you are, you are struggling to leave. Eternal scale of justice. There are countries who don't know Christ, but they are lost. No country has made a law against love. There's no country that says from today, don't love again. The Bible said, against such, there is no law. So no country can make law against love. No matter how sinful they are, the love law will continue. For God so loved the word that he gave. Hear this. The price is so great and big that the process is cheap. He paid so much that when he was coming. It's not a nonsense story. Folks, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. 
The greatest blessing in church is not because you come to all night and you get a prophecy. The greatest blessing in church is when we come and angels are busy writing people's name. Hear this. It is so vital and valuable to God that angels in heaven has instruments. They have organs. They have drums. But they don't play until a sinner comes to Christ. The Bible said when one sinner converts from darkness to light, angels begin to rejoice. Now, do you know what? When they ask the Lord, why does the angels rejoice when people get born? They say, they say they, because they are the one who carried them to hell. Mm. So, wow. the, the pain of seeing people going to the fire, when they see them coming to heaven, they rejoice. Yeah. Eh? I'm not too sure whether I'm saved. It means you are not. Simple. I cannot be confused about my salvation. I'm not too sure whether I'm born against me or not. You can't be a woman and not know. That you are standing there, you are confused. If your husband comes home and he's confused, why? He say, eh, honey, why are you so down? He say, I have tested positive for pregnancy. He has lost his mind. Immediately, quite sacratic attention for him. A man cannot be pregnant. So if you go to hospital and the doctor told you you are pregnant, can you imagine? Francis go to hospital, the doctor did chest. He said, Frank, congratulations. It's three months old. And Francis is coming thinking, oh Lord, what happened? Hey, is he going to be a boy or a girl? He is mad. Why do I know I'm born again? My spirit bear witness with the spirit of God. I'm not confused about it. When you, become, when you come to Christ, everything, right? salvation affects your taste. I have seen change smokers become born again. They don't want to hear the scent of cigarette. If you truly become born again, you will stop with a girlfriend instant. You, will not, you cannot be born again. Go back and want to go and fornicate. There is something about salvation. It will affect your taste. It is not a proper salvation. You have really not been saved. No. Ha! And I pray that he come on Sunday. I watch, you know, sometimes people create all kinds of things on Facebook. I watch a rapture scene in Facebook. The pastor was preaching at Diego, and I realized that when we were going to have you go with the dress. People have all kinds of funny things about resurrection. Some of you sitting here, you don't believe it. It's not the first time. The Sahindris, Pharisees, Sadducees don't believe there's a resurrection. It doesn't mean to stop it. Jesus said, You are doing error. You, you don't know the word of God or the power of God. There's going to be a resurrection. There's going to be a rapture. People will be raptured. We are born again. It's a frightening situation. Come and give your life to Jesus. Forget about who you are. It is not the death. It is where you go after death. Now hear this. Hear this. Whether you believe in Christ or not, life will continue after death. And marriage covenant does not give you the legal right to go to heaven. That means that between you and your wife, it's a choice. Yeah. And, okay, when you're born again, the Bible says two people will be lying on the bed. He will take one and he will leave one. So when it's come to salvation, it's a personal adventure. The way you are trying to drag unbeliever to church so that we marry you and the person, time will tell. 
It means that, Obroni, let's all marry with the man that the person I'm marrying, he will help me go to heaven. Mark chapter 12, verse number 18. Then came to him the Sadducees, which says there is no resurrection. Who saw the people rapture be and see? And they asked him, saying, They come with a law. Israel followed seven brothers, and one married a woman and died. The second born must marry the woman automatically. They believe that all the seven married the woman. So in heaven, who will be the wife? So you see, if you are here with the Sadducees mind, you think you are going to heaven to look for Vicky and marry her. This is it. Look for Ruth and marry her. Some people have turned people in heaven. There are religions who are killing people. The reason they are bombing is that when they go to heaven, seven virgins. Now, virginity, because all these ladies, they used to be virgins. All of them must marry. Who can have a one quite a community? They go to Nubia, Warepeya. Where are the virgins? But religion, this is the bottom line. These people came and said that. Now let's go down. Watch this. Uh huh. Uh Then came the Sunday. Master Moses wrote to us: If a man's brother die and leave his wife behind him and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Look at the stupid thinking. Now there were seven brethren, and the first took a wife and dying left no seed. Ten years. And the second took her and died. Neither left any seed. And the third likewise. Ah! Come to protest for deliverance. And the seven had her and left no seed. Last of all, the woman also died. This is a mindset. This is somebody's theology. Hear this. In the resurrection, therefore, when they shall rise, Whose wives shall be of them? Come to New Living Translation. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven married her. So you see, this one saying that some of the people there, resurrection. Let's see the way Jesus answered them. Jesus replied, Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures. So it has not changed. Our mistake is that we don't know the scriptures. That's the way we are behaving, the way we are behaving. And let's go down. For when the dead rise, they neither marry nor begin in marriage. When the rapture happens, in this respect, they will be like angels in heaven. Yeah. So when the rapture comes and you go, it's that when we go to heaven, there will not be difference between us and angels. So actually, that is a rotted body. It's called angelic body. No. That is why, if you study the Bible, the Bible, the King James original translation doesn't say, even where it is two sexes, it will still use man. Have you noticed it? Man shall not live by bread alone. Why didn't you say men and women? Because in the spiritual, they are not sexes. And because the Bible is a spiritual book, and after after the after the rapture, you will not see. We don't have Angel Rebecca and Angel John. We don't have them. The angels don't have males and female. So when we exit, so now hear this: marriage is a temporal thing on earth. If you allow it to take you to hell, you are the greatest fool. 
Number two, I've not finished. Sex is a temperate thing on earth. Nobody will have sex in heaven. This is the bottom line. So Jesus said that for when so listen, by the time the rapture, all the things you are fighting about, and you they are all you they are all tempera. They don't they, we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, and the things that are not seen are eternal. Period. It's not an answer story. That's what it is. That is why I keep saying this, and some of you are trying, uh, the day Jesus will come, people will be removing prize here. No. Me can you imagine Jesus came and said, I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh, my name birthday. So I'm coming August 18th. <laughs> August 18th. Hey! Anka from July, June 18th. Me preaching. Me sorry. Me kodo boyo. Me who atatia. Me ntiano so. Me namna boma sum. Me madane hamao. Me ko heaven. But ye nim time no. Occupy till I come. Don't be a foolish virgin, be a wise virgin. Go with extra oil. Hear this. For when their dead is rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. Please, if you don't want to be like the angels, then continue your life. Education cannot take you to heaven. Be a professor will not take you to heaven. Having millions in your bank account. The Bible says we brought nothing to this world. When I was preaching, I was preparing this message. I told God, I said, Lord, anything that belongs to me, that you need it for the kingdom. If, if I'm struggling to give it to you, help me. Can you imagine God come to you and say, give me one million, two million dollars. You refuse to give and the next day there is a trumpet. Mr. Matthew, you do have any people be rebel Lay your treasures in heaven. Anytime you are giving in church, you are saving money in heaven. So for this, this is a sad thing. What we say? Everything has prepared for the rapture and the antichrist. The antichrist, the system has worked in such a way that now actually, you don't need to travel with money in your pocket. You have a visa card. In Togo, do America. We tell me that question. America no yiska. So one way or the other, we are still spending one currency. Wow. They have different names, wow. but the currency. Wow. So if you have a visa wow. and I have a visa, wow. it's the money value system that differs. Yeah. Yeah. But we are using the same currency. Wow. We used to travel. We are teachers. Came kakra. We had to be asked. I said, "I have for over ten thousand dollars." Now you just have to put it in the car. Straight. 
And it's very interesting. I for Dubai, something happened to me at Dubai. I was shocked. I was shocked. I bought something in Dubai. <clears throat> and then I came to the hotel and I told the man that it looks like I have left my visa card with where I bought the thing. He said, where is the item? Give it to me. When he took the item, he scanned it on his computer in the hotel <laughs> and called the place and said that this man left. He said, yes, we are looking for him. It means that my visa card is not only when you go to a shop in Dubai, it's connected to everywhere. They can trace you sharp. A friend got to America eh, and they repatriated him because he was holding some more money than he can. And he bought his ticket at the airport in Kotokan International Airport. He took money from ATM. The immigration officers in America took the ATM card. They put it on a certain machine and said, oh, your last use is Accra. Mm -hmm. And they told him how much money he withdraw. And the bank is commercial bank, even in America. So whether you like it or not, the system, everything has prepared for the Antichrist. We are in the very end of the end times. So we will fear now for Yeshua. For who boy One day, church will not be there. There are countries you can't serve God. It is the country has already submitted to the Antichrist. They are teaching everybody to hate God. I believe this virus couldn't have effect in Africa because of our love for God. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.